From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. It's 12 minutes to midday here on Newcastle Live. It's 22 degrees outside and partly sunny. I'm not saying partly cloudy. I'm saying partly sunny. Okay? It's a positive day. It's a Friday. So we're going to stick with that. And we need all the positive news we can get uh, with our next story. I will give you a bit of a warning that uh, if you are very protective of, of animals, um, just a bit of a warning, this story may distress you, but it's a story that needs to be told. A horse at a property in Western in the Hunter Valley was allegedly left to starve for over 12 months and to eat his own faeces in an absolutely shocking case of neglect that sparked renewed calls for an overhaul of Australia's animal protection system. Now Jet is 17, chestnut gelding, and was allegedly assessed by the RSPCA in New South Wales over 12 months ago and was at that time underweight with a vet called to provide a health assessment in March 2021. At that time, Jet was diagnosed by the vet in the presence of the RSPCA New South Wales as having a grade 5 heart murmur in a very, very poor condition. Obviously, 12 months on, Jet is not in a very good situation at all. Joining me on the line now is Darren Brollo, who is from the Animal Justice League and in the... uh, in the case of transparency, obviously, Darren is also standing as a candidate for the upcoming federal election for the Senate. Good morning and welcome to you. Welcome to the program, Darren. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Tracy. My pleasure. Now, this is a, it's a horrible story. Um, you know, RSPCA, New South Wales, they're a charity. We rely on them a lot to, uh, to protect our animals. Tell me what's going on with Jet. Well, yeah, it is It is an absolutely hor- horrible story. It's probably the worst case I've ever seen of um, starvation and, and uh, you know, a horse that's, that's suffered t- terrible neglect over a long period of time. Um, and I just wanted to say on the on- from the onset that this is not personal. Um, you know, the RSPCA are charged with the responsibility to enforce this act, the POPTA, which is the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act. And um, unfortunately, it's a systematic failure. And in regards to the enforcement of this act, the RSPCA has failed. Um, but as you said, the RSPCA is a charity, and I think it's really important that we remember that a charity, in this case, is expected to enforce government legislation. And, you know, I often use this as an example. Could you imagine if the police force needed to have a Bunnings barbecue to raise funds to prosecute criminals in our society? Wow, that's sobering, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it makes no sense. No. You know, um, in 2022, it's absolute madness. It's outdated, and unfortunately, it's a failed and broken system. So... You know, this, while, yes, there has been neglect, um, most definitely from the RSPCA, in my opinion, but there are well-meaning, caring people on the ground that work for the RSPCA. They just don't have the, they don't have the provisions, and I, I certainly don't believe logistically they're equipped anymore to deal mm. with cases like this. They don't and, have the manpower, uh, Darren. They just do They not. don't at all. Yeah. Absolutely not. And it's not, it's, this is, unfortunately, it's not an isolated incident. This, this stuff is happening all of the time. I mean, I have countless and countless reports that get sent to me with documents of ongoing uh, animal abuse, cruelty, neglect, starvation, you name it. And, you know, the RSPCA haven't been out to visit. They went there six months ago. They haven't followed up. You know, it's, it's quite simply that the, the, uh, as, a, as a enforcement agency, they're failing and it's mm. not going to work. Mm. No, it's certainly not. Now, what, uh, what is the condition of JET? Well, as I said, it's, it's the worst case that I've ever seen and certainly one of the worst that Hunter Horsehaven have experienced. There, he's 12 days in now. Today's um, day 13 since his uh, 
uh, was moved to the rescue property. Um, he's being cared for 24-7. The work they're doing is incredible. I mean, it's, uh, and, and, you know, I've mentioned this many times, it's such a sobering experience spending time these carers in these rescue organisations. You know, um, I'm out there on the front line fighting for change, legislative change, but, you know, the work that they're doing on the ground is phenomenal. Um, 24-7 care, you know, the carers are sleeping with him in the barn, mm. ensuring that, they're, you know, constant surveillance. They're always checking his pulse, checking his, his vitals. And, uh, you know, he's slowly picking up. He's gained a little bit of weight over the past 12 days. Um, he's now eating reasonably well. He has to eat very slowly because, of course, there's so many things. Look, I'm, I'm not a horse person, mm. um, so I can't really speak to things like, uh, you know, their digestion and so forth. Um, but it's, it's a slow process. He can't eat too much. It will mm. cause all sorts of, um, you know, gastro and other issues. Um, but he still turns to eat his feces. So he's still, that's it's been such a, uh, an ingrained practice, I guess, for him now at this point. That was the only way he was able to get nutrition, and uh, well, you know, probably no nutrition. No but nutrition it was, at all. You know, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's absolutely frightening. We spent probably two hours with him yesterday. He's the most beautiful, gentle boy. Like, mm. yeah, I, it was astounding. You know, he was still trusting and kind, and you know, just loved the attention and the pats. But he quite literally is just skin and bone. It's, mm. uh, it's horrific to see. The photographs are just horrific. How did you find out about it, Darren? How did uh, how did we get onto this? Um, well, this, the, this particular horse was, um, you know, Jet's condition was brought to Hunter Horse Haven, the rescue organisation, um, and they, you know, I've had an ongoing relationship with them in respect mm. to they will send me documents of, of um, fails. You know, mm. they'll send me documents of horses that are sitting in paddocks that are completely neglected, that have no food and, you know, that are standing in a foot of mud and, and things like that. And it's, as I said, it's not unusual, it's ongoing. You know, it's, it's not only a... a uh, a failure of animal protection, but you know, second to this, Jet's a retired racehorse. Mm. You know, he exited the industry in 2013. Um, he raised a little over 40k as a as a purse for his owners. Um, you know, last year alone, and, and and I've talked about this, I think, with you once before. Last year alone, the racing industry profited over 21 billion dollars in gambling revenue alone. Yet, for me, this disgusting industry has no retirement plan, mm. and they have nothing in place to protect the horses when they're exiting the industry. And when we look at the number of horses exiting, there's 13,000 horses or thereabouts in Australia that exit the industry every year. There's no fairy tale ending. You know, where are these horses ending up? Often, just left on paddocks and, uh, and are given no care, no ongoing uh, attention and, and often, uh, you know, left almost to starve to death. We have obviously protection for children. We have protection for the elderly. Um, we have no office that uh, that is national, that is independent, and that looks mm. after our animals. Is there? There's mm. nothing, nothing for animal protection at the moment. No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. And at a recent New South Wales Upper House inquiry, um, the parliamentary committee actually agreed that we need a specialist unit with the power of the police force to establish and investigate, you know, um, and prosecute when when necessary. Um, Typically, our Liberal government decided to reject that. So, you know, this is what we're seeing. We're seeing, uh, you know, at that level, both at, at a state and a federal level, government refusing to move forward to, to get with the times. You know, we're essentially working um, with legislation that is outdated and practices that are archaic, you know, and it, it's time that we move to this. We need an independent office of animal protection with a commissioner in place working with the police force that has that purse, mm -hmm. has the power to prosecute. And we would see an incredible difference with the enforcement of POCTA if that was put in place. As you said, uh, the RSPCA is... Our RSPCA is a voluntary organisation and, uh, and we're not here to bash, uh, to bash them. But 
what is the story, Darren? Obviously, someone has has dropped the ball here. Where is where is Jet's owners? You know, is anybody going to stand prosecution for this, or is it once again going to just be? I mean, it, it, it's like the police prosecuting themselves. You know, where where are we going to be? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Look, I I would be very surprised if charges were laid because of the way that this has been handled, and of course with the the uh, fact that the jet has now been taken into rescue um, with Hunter Horsehaven. Um, <laughs> excuse me. What what you know what we've seen is long periods of time between um, the inspections. So you know we're looking at months and months, five six months, and then you know assumptions made that the horse was on the improve when clearly he wasn't. Um, inspectors not really doing from from my point of view not doing their job effectively, and for whatever reason that is, I, you know I can't even uh, suggest I know why that is. I've had the opportunity to have some several discussions with. Um, the New South Wales Chief Inspector um, from the RSPCA. Um, so he's certainly very aware of the story. He wasn't aware at the time of the state that Jet was in, so I'm told, and he hadn't seen the photographs. So it was alarming, obviously, mm-hmm. to him, um, and he was immediately on to his inspectors on the ground. But, you know, I, I think, um, you know, what it does come down to, of course, is that we need the entire system overhauled and we need to see a change urgently. Yeah, it's like putting the vampires in charge of the blood bank. Like it's it's it, it it's is, not going to work. It, it's just it is not going to work. They are a charity organisation. They rely on donations, and yet they are overseeing legislation that is not acceptable, that does not work, and it's just wrong. Yes, and it is the only piece of of potentially criminal legislation that is enforced by a charitable organisation in the country. You know, it's the only piece. So, you know, it's, it's, I guess it's the last piece of the puzzle. They just mm. puzzle. They just haven't woken up to themselves with this. You know, I mean, for, for me, it will be like, you know, the, the police taking donations from an organisation that perhaps they would have to prosecute at some point as well. Mm. You know, it, it makes no sense. Mm. And, you know, let, let's not forget that the RSPCA does take um, a lot of donations mm. from various animal agricultural organisations. The very, the very people they would have to prosecute mm. for... Um, animal neglect, animal abuse, animal, you know, whatever it may be. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's very, very disturbing and it's just it's just not working. It really is. Listen, will you keep us up to date on the condition of Jet and how he's going? Because I'd love Absolutely. to uh, love to follow. And look, a- as you said, you know, the way that he was so trusting and so beautiful to you, you know, despite all that human beings have done to him, that is just an incredible, incredible animal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it really did bring tears to my eyes many a time when I spent time with him there yesterday. It was, uh, it's just, just a, a wonderful animal. And, and you know, he's, you know, as I said, unfortunately, it's, um, you know, they're slipping through the cracks, mm. and uh, it's not uh, an isolated incident. Incident. Mm. This is happening all of the time. Mm. Thanks so much for your time. You have a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch up again very soon. My pleasure. Thank you, Tracy. Thank, Thank you. Time. Thank you. That was Darren Brollo, who, uh, yeah, was has been part of uh, looking after Jet and getting Jet back uh, back to fitness. Very, very sad, isn't it? It really disturbed me when I heard that story. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.